I'm going to give you a few more. What is number four? This one is maybe a little more for the heart healthiness. Okay, close, but it's definitely spending time with family and friends, right? So church definitely related to that. Number five, this one is about lifestyle. Um, yeah, decision-making that maybe affects us in our everyday. It has to do with money. Yeah, so work our finances a little better or make better decisions about finances. Number seven, uh, number six, yeah, number, no, number seven. Is spend less time where? On the computer or social media or your phone. So that's, that's something, that's a resolution. I want to spend more, less time on social media. Number eight, I think. This one has to do with our also daily life and how we uh, maybe approach something that most adults do every day, work. So it says right here, less stress at work or look for ways to reduce stress at work. That's a good resolution. I think it's a healthy one. And the last one, I was very surprised, and I think it's number nine. I was very surprised because after everything we hear for so many years, uh, about 20% of people are still looking to quit smoking, which is a good thing to decide. But I was just surprised. Like, wow, I didn't know that many people still smoke. I also found some interesting ones in this top 100. Another one is smile more. My resolution for next year is to smile more. I love that. There's nothing wrong with having little ones like that, right? It's like you have your main package of losing weight, exercise, and all, and then you put some side of, you know, I'm going to smile more. I'm going to shower more often. No, just kidding. <laughs> Another one after that was learn to play an instrument. Hmm. That's a good one, too. Again, you're improving, you're learning new things. Another one after that was International travel. So resolution maybe to travel more. I don't know if it has to be international. I have a couple more that I found a little strange because I put it in a category optional or like a, a, a resolution that has an optional follow-up. You'll see what I mean. Buy more books. Now, why do I call that optional? It's like you don't actually have to read them, but you can buy the books. And the next one, which I feel like I've done before, Sign up for a marathon, but don't actually run the marathon. I mean, you can accomplish the resolution. See what I mean? There's nothing wrong with that, right? You take a step. Maybe the next resolution for next year is like, I'm going to run the marathon that I sign up for. Can you do a sign up that far ahead? Yeah, there's not a problem with making a resolution. What is the problem? that we usually have, the follow-through, isn't it? Making a commitment is not the problem. So around this time last year, I said to myself, I think gaining weight during COVID, right, it happened to most of us, and you know, you look at yourself in a picture, you go, okay, it's COVID. I have a few COVID pounds. But 
once it ended, for how long can you hold on to that, right? Like COVID was a little bit ago, far ago. How much time do I have that I can still say, yeah, this, this is COVID. This is not real. So let me show you something. I'm going to step out of the camera for a second here. So around the, uh, maybe March, I finally said, all right, I'm taking steps, and I'm going to lose a few pounds. Now, not a bad product. And if I look inside, the smell of failure. This is, this is how about how full it is. So, so I, I tried it for a little while. I know my wife found it in my office because I would sit there. And I go, I'm getting hungry around, you know, mid midday. And I go, oh, cool, I have my Slim Fast. So I would prepare my, this is, this is almost like drinking hot cocoa. Because I, I, I don't know why I started using hot water. when I just felt like it, it, it went down a little better. But, you know, th this is in March. Maybe by April, I'm like, I can still do this. You know, at least I'm going to do it every other day. Maybe by the end of April, it's like, okay, once a week, I'm going to drink it. By May, you know, it's like Cinco de Mayo, you got to eat tacos, right? So you got to go all in. Then summertime, it's like kids are from school, you're going to go out to eat a lot more. And then by then, you're thinking, well, Thanksgiving is coming around the year, so I can't necessarily go back. And by the time Thanksgiving comes, you're already thinking about what are we going to eat for Christmas time and on and on. So all of a sudden, we're like 2023, and I can still use this for next year. Right? I checked the date. They last for a while. But it does remind me of making the commitment to do something. And, and, and believe me, I was really serious. I'm like, okay, I got to get, you know, I'm, I'm in my 40s now. I'm going to be 41 this month. Uh, and you start thinking about, you know, I got to be able to take off my, my, uh, <laughs> my wedding ring. It's been a few years since I've been able to take it off. Um, but this is the point I want to make, and maybe for most of you and maybe you who are watching. It is okay when we start something and we make a commitment, and then we fall. We cannot let it go. It's actually very human to do so, especially when it's something that feels difficult to do, not natural, or maybe it's not our passion. And when I look at this, I don't feel bad. I just tell myself, I'm going to try it again. Maybe for a different flavor. Coffee taste. That makes sense to me, right? But it all happens. It happens to us. We start something and we don't finish. There's something about making a commitment. But I think sometimes we lose sight of what's truly important and when we think about worship the, the way I want to link this to what my main message is about is that when we approach what worship truly means and we attach it to our life we find a treasure in what it truly means to worship the Lord Jesus I love to think about what the churches, the early church, specifically today, the Colossians, we're going to read a few verses, and these are going to be the verses that are going to drive us forward today. 
And, and I tend to think, you know, like a small little church, and they get this letter, and they go, it's a letter from Paul, they tell one another. And imagine the anticipation of reading these words. And someone maybe said, you know, he wrote from jail. He wrote to us. And maybe into uh, a few verses, reading through the chapters, which we didn't, they didn't have, but it was a whole letter. But uh, they, they arrived to this point and thinking, Paul is writing to us to give us something to look forward to, a new resolution, a new opportunity to start again. Even if we have failed before, I think to that little church in Colossians. And us, why not today? We receive this letter, and we're going to read a few verses. And maybe it's a good idea to kind of take that position to say, I'm going to take these words, and they're going to become part of what I'm going to resolve to do in this new year. So let's read a few of these verses together, and you will see what we're talking about. Colossians, Colossians 3.15, and we pick it up right here. Now, the Apostle Paul has at this point already talked about who Jesus is, the beauty of knowing him, and then he goes into the practical of the daily life as a believer. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, have ownership of your hearts. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace. And be thankful. I immediately start thinking, wow. I mean, it's, if some of the re resolutions can be, I'm going to smile more. What if I resolve in my heart to be thankful? What does that look like in my daily life? 16, let the message of Christ dwell of, or live, be part of you. Dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish or remind each other, one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from Chris Tumbling. Oh, never mind, sorry, I was reading a different. And songs... From the Spirit of God. Singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. You see how the Apostle Paul is saying, this is how you should live. And he connects our lives with what worship looks like. The expression of our hearts is the songs that we sing. Those are the songs that we're singing. We are expressing who we are within. Verse 17. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed or in actions, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. And once again, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I love that in whatever you do. So if we're thinking about what should I resolve to do this next year? 
2023. What is my resolution? For some of us, maybe I'm going to give it a, I'm going to try it again. I'm going to lose a few pounds. Maybe we are on the top three of the resolutions, but maybe we're not. Maybe you're going to choose some of the smaller ones. I think the point that Paul is making for us is to say, in your life as you worship, no matter how small your resolve is to do something, do it for the glory of Jesus. Do it for him. Do it to worship him. And I was thinking, if I exercise, I'll do it for Jesus. If I want to spend more time with my family, I'm going to do it for Jesus. Maybe for some of us, is, I'm going to finally go talk to, the, talk to that family member that I haven't talked to in a while. But to do it for Jesus, I have to forgive. Maybe I'm finally going to do what I should have done a long time ago. And since I'm doing it for Jesus, I'm going to be courageous. I'm going to be more patient. I'm going to maybe recognize my own issues, my own mistakes. Because my resolve is to worship Jesus. That is the next step that I'm going to take. If the follow-through is our problem, the question today would be this. If we set something in motion in our hearts, Lord, I'm going to do it for you. The beauty of the message of the gospel is that the Lord is not going to say to you, well, you tried this before, so why should I trust you? You tried this before, so the Lord says, you know what, forget about it. I can promise you, he will come right next to you and hold your heart and give you the strength, give you the clarity and the words, give you the desire, something that we are naturally missing, that push through, that follow through to continue. And it starts in realizing, just like Paul says, that everything we do either in word or in action, we should do it for him. Isn't that something? And he will not walk away, even if we only take one-third of what we resolve to do. So to finish today, I want to share with you a few psalms put together. And since we are looking into the New Testament and also the psalms, I thought, this fits perfectly. But as, as we, I read these words, hopefully you'll see how a thankful heart, a worshiper heart saying, Lord, everything that I am, I give it to you. And this next, next year, Lord, this psalm is to reflect my heart. I hope that's your prayer today. So I ask you to close your eyes for a second, and as you listen, maybe you can make this, these psalms your own. I sought the Lord, 
I cry out to him and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. So praise be to the Lord, to God our Savior, who daily bears our troubles. Oh Lord, I will praise you. Lord my God, with all my heart, I will glorify your name forever. For you are my strength. I will sing praises to you. You, God, you are my fortress. My God, I can trust in you. For I know that it is good to praise the Lord and make music to your name. Almost high. Proclaiming your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night. Thank you, too. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness. And as we look back, we remember all the goodness. Your grace. So many things that we don't even notice. But we know that you're always good. And, in, and even in the storms, in the, in the struggles, we want to see your goodness within. But today, Lord, we look forward. Remembering that you have called us to be yours from morning until night, but also in everything we do. So our resolve is to worship you in the big things and in the small things, surrendering all to you. If we don't do it for you, Lord, then for who else? You are our peace, our strength, and our salvation. Thank you, Jesus, today. You are our God, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. And Lord God, we... Thank you for the year that we've just come through. We know that for some, Lord, it was a year that brought a lot of challenges, maybe some heartaches, some life change. God, for some, it brought great joy and new seasons of, of uh, experiencing your blessings. And God, the year ahead, we know there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be hard times and good times. And Lord, let whatever we face this year remind us to be people who face it knowing that you are on your throne and that we serve a God who's not dead, who came out of the grave and who's conquered sin and death and who uh, has the ultimate victory in this world. Lord, and we pray for our church that we be united together as brothers and sisters in Christ who follow you, who love you, who love one another well, 
And God, who bring your message to the world around us. Lord, and we pray in 2023 that we would see many, many, many more lives changed as they meet you, encounter you, and people give their lives to you for the first time, Lord. We ask that we'd be a part of that mission this year. Would you use us? God, would you move through this church with a fresh movement of your spirit, maybe in a way that we haven't experienced in years and years, Lord. We want to give this church and this mission and this city to you, Lord. For your name, we dedicate it to you, and we thank you for who you are among us. We give you this time now in Jesus' name. Amen.